uh, how have you been in the, the two minutes since we spoke? Uh, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. Just, uh, you know, chilled here. Make, move Stitch from... Yeah, I saw you've got on Stitch top in the, of the drums ...to, like, the little drum stool. He was sitting on top of the drums for a while. So for the people listening to this the day after it's recorded, we are once again live streaming this, and it's been a week since we recorded an episode. Yeah, oh, wait, we, people we, are saying they can't like, hear it. It was me. like two weeks ago that the last episode came out. Yeah, and people are saying they can't hear me because I forgot to turn my Yeti down. <laughs> <laughs> so he's off to a rollicking good start. Oh, there we God. go. So I accidentally turned my own audio off while doing this. But um, yeah, we are once again we're live on Twitch, both of us. Yes, that's that's true. Yes, yeah. The folks in my Twitch chat, if they put in exclamation point Lucas, they can go find Lucas's stream and find him. And if you're wondering. Why, why would I find Luke's stream when I can see it right now? The answer is that at the end of the podcast, as we did the last time we did this, we are going to be doing Q&A. Yep. We can't hear you because that bow is so loud. How can they not hear me? I'm seeing that I have audio. Oh, dear. I can hear now. Oh. Either way, people say that. <laughs> we can hear it fine now. Fair enough. You will be able to... Oh, we do Q&A at the end. And obviously, Luke's will pick some questions. I'll pick some questions. That's... It's one of the reasons that you might want to do that. Lucas, yes. how have you been? It's been like, what, two weeks since we recorded one of these? Yeah, it has been, yeah. And, uh, been good, but I've been like working a lot this week so far because um, I'm taking like Friday and Monday off for like a long weekend with Jenna <laughs> just white. to play Destiny. Yeah, not for, not for Valentine's Day, is it? No, it's not. Uh, we didn't even realise it was Valentine's Day weekend. It was just <laughs> like the new Destiny season's out. Let's take some time off. And then so, yeah. wasn't, wasn't he like her manager's like, oh, that's that's adorable. You're taking the entire weekend off for Valentine's Day. She's like, what? Yeah, what? Destiny wait, comes I, out. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that did not come into the equation at all. But yeah, it's, I guess, convenient. But we also don't celebrate it. So fuck it. It doesn't matter. And that's the thing. Like, before anyone like thinks, is Lucas one of those guys? Like, oh, I don't celebrate Valentine's Day. <laughs> Just as an excuse not to buy his girlfriend something. Like, no, you and Jenna... You do um, embody that idea of, I don't need a day to say that I care about you. I do that every day. You do some adorable stuff for Jenna and vice versa. Yeah, and she does some adorable stuff for me as well. Like, it's not a one-sided thing. Don't get get me wrong. Uh, But yeah, like, it is very much a fuck off. Don't make everything twice the price and tell me I need to buy cards and flowers once a year. It's like, nah. Yeah, I had something similar because the reason we didn't have last week's podcast and it was would have been episode 65, would it have been? Yeah, we're on 65 Episode 65 now, it would have been last week's because it was my birthday and it was my birthday the day before we normally record the podcast. I'm like, fuck that. Yeah. And I turned 30 years old, so I'm drinking coffee now instead of beers on these podcasts. Oh, your year left. Yeah, you'll catch me up soon, mate. You'll catch me up soon. And (laughs) just, I got a message from my older brother that just went... I got you a card, but then forgot to send it because I didn't want to buy a stamp, lol. So he just <laughs> sent me a photo of the card. And I went, I'd prefer that from now on. I prefer just for birthdays ongoing. Go to the shop and take a picture of a card you think I'd like and just send me that on my birthday. It's like when you go on to, to you know, something like Moonpig where you make the card. Yeah. Just design it and then just take a picture of your, your screen and just be like, yeah. yeah, there you go. I did get a moon pig card off a of mate and he's like, oh, we've, there's not enough photos of me and you together because all of them are really bad and from <laughs> nights out. So they're all too blurry to fit on the card. Oh, God. 
That's amazing. Yeah, so I couldn't... Um, <laughs> I, I was just looking at it, I was like, this is a really, really poor quality card. It's like, yeah, it's, <laughs> this, this poor quality photos of this is they're the only ones. Yeah, well, that's the thing is, you, you know, you can't trust the drunken photographer, can you? You can't. No, I've ever told the story. Uh, I had one of those friends who at mm. uni who took a photo. I didn't take a photo, sorry. I took hundreds of photos on every night out. Oh, yeah, yeah. But didn't just take hundreds of photos, tagged everyone in those photos. Oh, God. The next, so the next day you'd wake up and you'd go on Facebook and you've got like 80 different notifications and it's her tagging you in hundreds and hundreds of photos. Yeah. But the thing yep. is, it doesn't matter how little of you is in that photo, <laughs> you will get tagged in it. And I remember it got to the point where a friend of mine was sat and his hand was in the photo because he had his hand on his knees. Yeah. And that photo came in, she tagged him in it, and he made that his profile photo. <laughs> because he was oh, like, why did I get tagged in this? It was so rough. Oh, God. Like, and the, look- there's always that one person who, like, at ed- any night out or house party or whatever, yep. just pulls out the camera and you're like, oh, no. I don't mind it because I like, in, in the years past, it's like it's been nice to have lots of photos. But like what I mean is the difference between someone that just uses the phone camera and when someone pulls out an actual camera. Oh, yeah. And like, yeah. you know that they're living to spend the entire night just taking photos yeah, instead like... of having fun. is like just taking a couple of selfies while you're dancing or whatever on your phone. Yeah. It's like, no, they have one job. Yeah, and it's like uh, when people go to concerts. Yeah. And just have their phone out the entire fucking time, which leads to that legendary image out there of that person um, uh, recording a concert on three iPhones at once, all in, like, (laughs) portrait mode. It's like, you're not even going to remember this. I I remember once someone put an iPad in front of me, and this was just at, like, an O2 Academy gig, and I'd gone out to a bar beforehand, and I was, like, pretty drunk. I was so pissed off that within about 30 seconds, I pulled my phone out and started recording their iPad right in front of them. <laughs> and then they were like, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, oh, you clearly got the concert right there. It was like, oh, okay, and just put their iPad away. I was like, an iPad of all things, it gets yeah. in the way of your total fucking view. Yeah, it's like the opposite. Like, when you look at footage of old concerts, people pull the lighters out. It's like, oh, that looks mm. pretty cool. And then you just see, like, now it's like a sea of iPhones. It's like, oh, God <laughs> Yeah, it looks really shit. Oh, man. But I think it can work at some concerts. Like, um, I think I went to see Enter Shikari once. Mm. And everyone put the um, SOS signal on their phone. Do you remember where you could do that? <laughs> so yeah. their phone's just flashing the SOS signal. And you got a crowd of 400 people doing that with um, glow sticks. <laughs> that can look pretty good. And uh, there's that, I think it was even like putting in an advert or something for a camera. But the one that I always remember is like the shot of the Robbie Williams concert where he gets everyone to put flash on the camera and take and a so, photo at the same time. Yeah, which so that, that, look that cool. looks pretty cool. And then you have uh, the wrestler, I think it's uh, not, not Bray Wyatt. I forget the name of it now, but like, someone in chat will tell me the name of the wrestler who has like his fireflies. Where his gimmick is oh, when he used okay. to come out in come pitch pitch black, yeah. but people would turn their lights on their camera, and he mm. liked the way it looked, and he incorporated it into part of his um, entrance. Oh, okay. And cool. would just say, "They're my fireflies." So he'd come into a complete pitch black, and you'd see all these <laughs> lights in the crowd. Yeah, it looked pretty cool. 
But, uh, that is a good of, idea. Speaking of ads, I think the worst phone ad for me, Bray Wyatt, well, I was correct. Look at that. Oh, okay, yeah. I knew it, but I didn't know it. I, like, I know the name, but I wasn't sure whether I'm thinking of the right person or not. Like, this is why it's good or we've got chat, because they can correct us <laughs> in real time, so we don't get messages about the podcast after the fact. But That's true. There's a, a phone advert that just it makes me so mad. Hmm. And it's one of those phone adverts that's telling people not to use their phone. Do you know one of those oh, ones? Oh, yeah. The smarmy ones of when you spend all your time looking at your phone, you miss the real story. <laughs> and it shows you people on their phone, like just like walking into lampposts and stuff like that. Mm. Which is fair enough, but there's one that gets me. It's a guy. As you've probably, as anyone um, watching this and listening to this has probably done, if you're a guy, going for a piss and pulling the phone out of the pocket yeah. while they're taking a piss. And the guy does it and he drops it in the urinal. And he looks down at the phone and he looks up at the guy who's like three spaces down. The guy goes, really? As he's like, you know, going down to reach for his phone. It's like, yeah, fucking really. It's like my 800 pound phone with what? everything I need on it. Yeah, that's really weird. Like, if I drop my phone in like a toilet. It's like, fair enough. Yeah, it's funny, but I'm well, still going to pick it up. I wouldn't just go, well, I guess I've got to leave it there. Yeah. And like the way it's framed in the advert is the guy looks at him as he goes to pick it up. Just going, Really? It's like, yeah, I'm going to pick up my fucking phone because my bank <laughs> details are on it, knobhead. Oh, Christ. Like, even if it was bricked, I'd still want to pick it up just for security reasons. Yeah. yeah. But it's just that thing. It's just like the guy looking like, really? Oh, God. It was really funny because I remember there was a, a time period for a few years where my sister kept putting her phone in like a back pocket of her jeggings and they and kept falling into the toilet. Pull down in the toilet and just plop. And it's like, well, that's another fucked phone. I was like, yeah. she's turned around to me just one day and went, I did it again. That's like the fourth time this year. It's like, why did you keep putting it in your back pocket then? Yeah. But one thing I do like about phone advertisements is that uh, they're the last bastion of dunking on people. Mm. Do you remember like back in the 90s where you get like Sega and Nintendo actively name dropping each other in adverts, calling each yeah. other pieces of shit? Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, um, well, phone, like that doesn't really happen much anymore, does it? Like, there's like, I guess it's either they've stopped fight, they've stopped doing it because they want to, like, you know, elevate or whatever the fuck. Like, oh mm-hmm. no, we're above those kind of petty arguments. Phone companies do it all the fucking time, which led to um, this ad being run by Samsung. Um, in specific regards, because I've got an iPhone, I have an iPhone. Oh, okay, yeah. And, uh, we can show off my phone screen here. It's just a fucking possum, but you can see at the top <laughs> that fucking notch right there, can't you? That oh, shitty yeah. notch right yeah, at the top yeah. that has all your camera stuff in it. Um, Apple did this advert, which I can't send to chat, but I can no, send no. you describe it, Lucas. I've still got to do the describing for the audio. Yeah. Uh, what do you see? Oh. <laughs> oh, God. So it's um, a family all with what is meant to be like straight hairlines. Yeah, but they've got but the sh- they all just have the two notches in the hairline. Yeah, so they like, just have the little blocky bit of fringe coming down here and the ad is yeah. he takes a selfie on it and he looks at the selfie and he's got like the black bar at the top. Yeah. And it's a Samsung phone and you look at thinking, "Oh, has he got a notch on it?" And then he looks up <laughs> and he's got that gap on his head and he's like, "Oh god." It's like, how, "When's the last time oh. you remember an ad actively taking a swipe at like See? some of the an, a company, not like um, like in that way of I don't know, like cleaning products and stuff. It's like oh, the next biggest brand or the oh yeah, 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 yeah. But they actively name drop their competition and be like, no, fuck you. Um, 
I don't even remember because I, I don't see that many adverts, but it's only the phone one ads. I kind of remember phone-wise was not dunking on somebody, but it was kind of a self-dunk. Okay. When it was the Samsungs just after the last ones where they exploded. <laughs> and it, the entire advert was just, here is a Samsung safety reel of like, oh, we test all our phones rigorously. Not, and not we rigorously make sure enough. we drop our phones and temperature test our phones. Like, not rigorously enough, it would seem. It's like they really had to sell. Hey, like we have safe phones, don't think about the time when they all just blew up in your pocket. Yeah, the best thing about that story was though, like a month after it broke and they managed to like, you know, just quiet all the uh, the media firestorm, it turns out that Samsung washing machines also caught fire. Because <laughs> it was just something to do with the batteries, like the batteries are what caught on fire and they put those batteries in fucking everything they sold it was really funny. Did the fridges light on fire as well? Uh, they may have done. That, that would be amusing. I just remember like the washing machines catching fire because they're yeah. like full of water and they caught on fire. It's like a oh, damn it, Samsung. <laughs> it's like why would you try and like compete though in that regard when Nokia exists? In what regard? Like, like just saying our phones are super tough and durable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like why would you ever compete with Nokia? Because like um, I wrote an article a year or so ago now for Nokia. Oh, not for yeah. Nokia. About Nokia for today, I found out about like the levels of stress testing they do for their phones and they are noted as like the industry leaders like they have invented machines that are purpose built to fuck up phones oh really and only and only they have the rights to use them because it's proprietary oh, my okay, favorite yeah. one is like this little drawer full of dust and tiny little sharp plastic cones <laughs> that rotates or not rotate it shakes at like a thousand rpm and the idea is RPM. It, to simulate a lifetime of a phone being put in and out of your pocket and rattling around next to keys <laughs> and things like that. So, but all you see is just this brand new, just literally off the con- like the uh, manufacturing conveyor belt phone being yeah. put into this drawer full of dust and fucking like oh. these needle cones and just sh- being shook. God, and, and I was like, work. I was just uh, obviously visual uh, watchers will be able to see me looking. Yes. I had a Nokia thirty three ten in my desk. Like, and I was just checking, but yeah, I, I, I can't find it. It must be underneath something or whatever, and I can't be asked. But I did see straight away, like, this little bad boy. Oh, the iPod. Like, the iPod Nano, like, I think it's, like, Gen 3 or 4 or something. There is a specific one, yeah, that was, like, and the fucking... This was the one just before they put the camera on it, and this thing got hit by a car and still works fine. Yeah, like, it's the Royal Marines. Yeah, yeah, like, this fucking, thing like, is MPG tiny player. and flimsy looking. And it's the most solid product I've ever fucking had. Yeah, and that's all just like because Apple, weirdly, they used to be known for making very durable products, not so yeah. much anymore. No, definitely and, not anymore. And that was something that um, uh, I, I encountered while researching that Nokia article, mm-hmm. where like my favorite test they do is like after they do everything, they do what they like to call the gorilla test, which oh, is okay. where they just hand it to an intern and say, break it with your bare hands. <laughs> like they just say they hand it to an intern and say if you can break it with your bare hand you get the day off <laughs> to encourage them to do it and the idea is to just look for any weaknesses that they may not have anticipated or damage right, that yeah. may not have been anticipated because you can prepare for wear and tear but you can't prepare for like say your kid getting your ha- their hands on it mm, which is right, what yeah. the gorilla test is supposed to test like what happens if like a four year old gets their hands on this and starts pulling <laughs> and prying at things they're not supposed to and that was the thing with uh, like Nintendo products as well, wasn't it? Of, yeah, we've talked about that before. Just like we have, yeah. Just make sure 
they stand actual just reasonable tests of like dropping it from a, a phone pocket or whatever like and then um wear and tear that they could reasonably ex- be expected to encounter my favorite one being that a nintendo wii um, had to be able to support the 60 kilograms um for about 30 seconds and that was because when they were um uh, researching it or doing mm. like market research they went okay so where do most people keep their console on the floor a lot of kids keep theirs just on the floor. Yeah, true. And it was yeah. like, what happens if on Christmas morning a kid has his Wii on the floor and his mum or dad steps on it? What's yeah. the weight of an average adult in Japan? Because in America it's a bit higher, but in Japan it's like 60 kilos. True, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it needs to be able to survive <laughs> a 60 kilo weight, an average adult stepping on it accidentally. Mm. Yeah, and that's the thing is, um, like obviously the Wii had the vertical stand, but yeah. there were plenty of times when I was a bit younger, like when the Wii came out, well, yeah, I went round to friends' houses and it was just in front of the TV on the floor, sideways. Mm-hmm. Like, and then the Wii is a pretty small console. Like, it's relatively easy to miss. It is, yeah. The, the, the thinking was, what about Christmas morning? Specifically, it's Christmas morning. A lot of kids would just plug it straight in. That they was exactly what I did every time I got a yep. new console at Christmas. Yeah. And Nintendo predicted that and actively prepared for it. And speaking of consoles on the floor, there was a, an article that was going around the other day, that was kind of funny. And it was a New York Times, like their fashion section, um, ran a piece on, what do gamers look like? Okay. The title is clickbait, but the the thrust of it is, like the new influencers, like style influencers, and just like influencers of like, you know, culture, Mm. are now Twitch streamers. To a lot of people. Yeah. So we just interviewed some of like, you know, the biggest Twitch streamers right now. Mm-hmm. to just see what they wear because obviously they're on camera pretty much 90% of the time. That's fair enough, And yeah. what they wear becomes fashion. And they talked mm-hmm. to, is it, is it Pokimane? Pokemon, eh? And, and, and here's the fact that everyone's going to be yelling at me. Like, I know that it's supposed to be Pokemon because her name's Iman, I think, because she's from like Tunisia or something. But everyone, oh, right, okay. mis- everyone mispronounced it as Pokimane. Anyway, there's like a picture of her just sat next to a setup. And the, she's getting roasted because she's got really bad cable management. Like I will oh, find right, the photo yeah, because yeah. The, her cable management is fucking all over the place. Uh, honestly, it must be bad because of the amount of things that she has there. But I I can't really say much about cable management because mine's shocking. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm trying to find the picture. Oh, man. It's not going to be the New York Times. Actually. It's going to be like behind a fucking paywall. Yeah, so I yeah. don't think I'm gonna be able to find the image because I just saw the screenshot going around. It's let's have a look. Come on. Oh, we've got we've got someone who's like pre-taken the article, but they've not taken the picture. Oh. oh. Oh no, no, I can't find it. Well, basically, it's just like you see, she's got a console and a setup, and she's got like fucking like two towers, got, like five <laughs> screens, yeah. got, like, a microphone. Everything's plugged into fucking everywhere. Mm-hmm. But the thing she's getting roasted for is like a PlayStation 4 is just on the floor. <laughs> it's like, why have you got your PS4 on the floor? And it's like, as someone who streams, mm-hmm. Lucas, do you know why she has a PS4 on the floor? Do you want uh, to like, it, I it mean, I know I have it on the floor because I have my desk set up all sorted. Mm-hmm. And then my PlayStation or Xbox or Switch or whatever gets put on the floor next to my, um, my tower mm-hmm. where I'm just like, well, I've got to move this console back and forth between here and my living room all the time. Yeah. And why do you keep it specifically on the floor, away from your recording equipment? Specifically the PS4. 
Well, I mean, yeah, the PS4 is loud as fuck. It's fucking loud, isn't it? Yeah, because like, I remember the amount of times we've been recording, like God of War. Yeah. Um, when we recorded it for your channel, and your PS4 is like not even that close to your mic, and you can just hear them. Yeah. Like the joke I make is every single time I turn my PlayStation 4 on, it sounds like the Shield helicarrier is just in the background of my office. Yeah, the amount of times on podcasts I've heard. The phrase "it sounds like my PS4 is taking off." Yeah, it sounds like every like it's going... every person says it. Yeah, it and it's sounds... like, "Yep, it's true." The joke oh. I make every time is, "It sounds like it's going Super Saiyan 3. Just the, <laughs> the, the, the other one where like Sean Shemmel passed out in the fucking recording booth because he was just like, "Ah!" It's like, yeah, that's what my PS4 sounds like. And I just oh, thought God. that was kind of neat because I looked at that and I knew instantly why she did it but then i saw all like the people roasting i thought it's like no like i get it like i am a content creator i'll be here on a much much smaller scale than she is yeah but i respect that hustle because fuck it people only see what the camera points at yeah, yeah exactly. it doesn't matter how shit your fucking setup is as long as people like you look great which is obviously mm. what the article is about yeah totally and it is that thing of every now and then i re-manage my cables but I can't do any of the things where I'm putting them all in, you know, like the the cable management tubes and stuff. Because you move stuff around too much. Because, like, the second monitor they use for streaming is the monitor Jenna uses for work. So it, like, bounces between two rooms. Like, my consoles, I don't have an extra console for in here. I move them back and forth. And, like, there's constant HDMI switching, like, plugs changing. But even in that case. Yeah. It's like, even if you had, like, a second spare console, you're still going to be switching cables between all the consoles, unless you've got, like, one of those HDMI splitters, which is, like, more cables. It's like... Yeah, and it's just one of those things of, well, okay, for my sanity, every now and then I go in and just make sure they're a bit less tangled up and stuff, but it's a pain in the ass. Like, if you're constantly changing what your setup is, cable management is a nightmare. It is, yeah. And it's like, um, I try to keep everything as like neat and tidy as possible. And I specifically bought mm. a desk for um, actual officers, the other ones where you can tuck everything down the back. Yeah. And yeah, like yeah. my tower lives behind the desk and it's pushed against the walls, so which all everything is hidden. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, every time I want to fucking plug a HDMI thing into it, I like <laughs> crawl all the way underneath like I'm giving uh, my desk a prostate exam. It's ridiculous. Yeah, mine's a, a bit weird because like I have not the deepest of desks so my lighting and stuff just goes behind it so my office desk is like not against a wall it's actually my desk is like a few foot away from the wall and i've got like a couple of lights behind it and then the, the you know the cables behind it and stuff but it feels really weird to be sitting in the middle of a room not yep. at the edge of a room and folks at home will probably are here uh, hopefully they won't because obviously you do um, uh, some stuff to fix the sound but your yeah. audio is better than my audio because you are sat in the middle of a room which is one of the better things you can do for soundproofing you're, you've mm-hmm. got carpet you've got a bigger room with like more just soft furnishings in it and stuff like that yeah. whereas I've um, got a smaller room which is like bare concrete pretty much everything I've covered as much as I can with soundproofing I keep a sound triangle <laughs> around my microphone but I still get that um, small amount of echo well, yeah, if you're sitting right next to a wall, obviously the the reverb is going to be a lot um, easier to hear. Yeah, and there's only so much stuff you can do to alleviate that. And that like, uh, can bring us on to, I think, as of this week, the mm. videos going up on the channel, the main channel, uh, Fact Fiend, yes. are the ones recorded in my house. 
but they're the ones recorded in my house before I got that secondary green screen. Right, yeah, yeah. And, like, the audio is, like, a little bit worse, but the visuals are what people seem to have taken issue with. Oh, okay. Uh, I think... Did you see this, Lucas? Did you see the advice? Advice. Oh, big air right, quotes yeah. I've been getting. Do you want to set the scene for that, then? Because, obviously, you've edited one of those videos now. You know what they look no, like. No, I haven't. Have you not edited one yet? No, I've not. I'm did scared of it. Did you see the clip? Do you see what, like, the setup is? Uh, yeah, so I've watched, like, the video that went live on Monday. Yeah. So what's the setup, um, then? So the setup is, like, Carl with a, basically, a, a piece of paper next to him that says, like, the green screen. Mm-hmm. And then you have, like, the green screen... Uh, the, the the physical office green screen edited into that, don't you? I think we do, yes. And then there was like the the fake green screen around Carl. Yeah, it's like it's all just a big joke, and that all like began phased out very quickly. Yeah. And, but something that we talk about in the video is like I when I brought all that stuff home, I can mm-hmm. I'm one person. I can only get as much. I can only carry so much. Yeah. So when I was moving my setup to my house, I had to make a choice, and I could only bring one light with me. Because mm. they're big fucking production size lights. Yeah, they are and big ass lights. Yeah. They're also very, very sensitive. So they've got giant, huge light bulbs in them that are incredibly fragile. And, and that was one it. of the scariest things when I moved house was moving those lights. Because I've got some as well. Mm. Um, as well as like the little ring light I use. But them light bulbs, just even in like the polystyrene and stuff, I was terrified of just it being in a box and the movers just like throwing the box or something, and then it just got shattered glass everywhere. God. Yeah, just katonk and it's all gone. Uh, yeah. So I've got one of those lights and I could I did the best I could with the space I have available. And yeah. at the end of the video, I, we talk about it and Nisha, who has a degree in film and visual effects, mm-hmm. is talking about like, you know, just the trials and tribulations of trying to edit um, footage where you don't have like <laughs> perfect or even just um uh, i think what's what's the word i'm thinking of now not perfect but just you know acceptable quality yeah yeah like, not even good just like you know it's, it's like a, just a reasonable level of quality like you um because we have one light pointing at me and that creates a shadow which we talk mm-hmm. about and i showcase and i like move around to show the shadows there and there's not really much you could do about it yeah. which didn't stop i want to say at least a dozen people sending me advice on how to remove that shadow, including people who gave the advice of the thing Nisha tells me to do in the video. Because I can almost guarantee that what happened was they got a minute into that video. I'm like, well, I need to pause this video right now. To tell what them. I need to do is go and message Carl or tweet at Carl or whatever and be like, this is how you solve this problem. They didn't get to the end when the conversation already occurred where it's like we know how to fix it it's It's just fucking hard yeah Um, like you are literally filming in your flat it's not as if you just have an office waiting to use in a perfect setup yeah and i i've done my best to create the best setup possible i went back to the office i walked all the way back and i got that second light Mm. and i moved around my entire fucking bedroom as i mentioned in the video but the amount of people my favourite one was, why don't you take your mattress and press it up against the wall to use a soundproofing? It's like, because oh I want to fucking sleep on it. <laughs> <laughs> why don't I just literally uproot my entire life to create yeah. content? Oh, God. And it's just bizarre that people don't seem to realise this is not an ideal situation. This was not... That was the ideal. What That's what I was thinking planned. about. Any ideal setup. Yeah. 
And it's like, look, compromises have to be made because they do, yeah. this is just what what's going on at the moment. But um, <sighs> yeah, I was I was cause I was talking to my girlfriend about it. It's like, what's the word for someone giving you? smug condescending advice that is obvious but they treat like it's sage wisdom that mm-hmm. you should thank them for bestowing upon you and with before i'd even finished talking she went mansplaining yeah yeah and i went yes it is this is the first time i've ever properly experienced it <laughs> this is infuriating i would hate to be a woman oh yeah totally yeah because that's like the first time I've ever had someone do that to me. And it's like, wow, this happens to women all the time. How do they not just stab men? Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing is you're getting explained to it like by people on the internet who go, oh, look, like they've clearly got some kind of problem here. Like it's something we know how to solve. But yeah, the, they see that and go, I can fix that. But what what happens a lot of the time, unfortunately, with women is just... Oh, because they're a woman, they must not know. Yeah. Like, there's uh, just assumptions. Poor yeah. assumptions. And I've said many times before that I think something that would genuinely make me scream, like just in frustration, would be the thing I see happen to female comedians all the time, which is men explaining their own joke to them. Oh, God. I in response to the immediately. joke. Yeah, I would just quit social media at that point, and I don't know how <laughs> women deal with it. Because I had just like the briefest taste of that, and I was infuriated. I was so mad. Like yeah. I was just like, yeah. I was like, why are people this fucking stupid? We say in the video, why are they telling me what I already know? Mansplaining. Yep. And God, it's terrible. People do not do it. And every now and then in my life, I, I have had the intention to try and be helpful. And had to stop myself at mid-paragraph knowing, oh no, I'm delving into that territory. Like, I'm going to just stop myself. Yeah, and um, the one like that it always springs to mind for me, and it's it's, it's because it keep it comes up periodically, mm-hmm. and it's a, a person I follow on Twitter, I think still, and I've known since my crack days, like you know, like uh, tangentially, like it's just yeah. always been in the peripheral of like you know my online like day-to-day dealings like we like i think like joined the site around the same time and anyway mm-hmm. they wrote an article um in which they make the joke of they describe avatar as an original story and they follow that up with oh, no. um uh, a uh, descriptor so charitable we can write that off on our taxes <laughs> you know so the so what's the joke there lucas like very simply uh, I mean, just, yeah, like, it, we all know that it's not a fucking original story. No, but fuck it's, it. and to this day, she wrote that article, like, five years ago. She still mm-hmm. periodically gets messages and emails from people telling her that Avatar is a rip-off of Dances with Wolves. <laughs> yeah. And that she's, like, that she's an idiot to call it an original story. Meaning, they read that line, did not read the follow-up line, which is the joke that explains it, yeah. and then sent them an email. Oh, and yeah, I just find that really funny with Avatar because it, I watched it and went, oh, that's just a rip-off of Pocahontas. And then someone yeah. turned around to me and went, no, Pocahontas is actually a rip-off, a rip-off of else. Dancers with Wolves. And I was like, oh, right, okay. But oh, I, I love it. And we see it all the time where um, we'll, again, go back to that whole pausing the video and getting comments. Mm-hmm. And it's like you pause videos on like YouTube or whatever, people will make comments in real time and then either like keep it up, delete it, or make an edit 
oh, 30 seconds later you actually clarify this or correct yourself or whatever. Or there's fat bars that people don't pay attention to when they go yeah. straight to the comments. And Yeah, we've talked about that before. Oh, God, where, we, like, have, yeah. we had a fat bar talking about something that Brad discovered during research and mm. he was getting people sending him messages. Did you know this? He's like, I fucking do because I put a fat <laughs> bar on. Oh, sorry, I missed that. Because So you're giving us shit for not knowing this fact or overlooking this fact while you yourself mm. overlook the fact we talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't win, can you? You can't win. No. And unless you say the words, oh, maybe you can put it in a fact bar, people always fucking ignore the fact bars. Even then, people still do. And yeah, a lot of the time they do, yeah. But we've gone a little bit off course, because there is something I wanted to like, bring up, because you pulled out like, your, your little iPod. Yes, I'm wondering, I did, yeah. like You own a lot of tech, right? You've got a lot of gadgets in your house, like a lot of like, um, uh, just like retro um, Yeah, I mean, stuff. people can literally see, like, down here, I've got like... An N64, PS1, and Master System 2, just like, yeah. and like a GameCube and stuff yeah. like that. Same for me. You can see a bunch of like old gaming stuff in my background. So I'm going to ask you right now, what do you think is the most durable and hard-wearing piece of tech that you own? Mm. Like, what amongst your collection do you think has stood the test of time the best? Not necessarily, like, is the best, like, overall. But what yeah. do you think is like, stood, like, your stress testing? Because I, I mean, think, like... It is hard to top stress testing that iPod that got hit by a fucking car. Yeah, like. that's what I mean. Like, so there's probably some stuff that's going to be of like more hard wearing for other people. But what mm-hmm. did you use the most, and it still to this day functions as intended? Um, because you've got a whole bunch of stuff on that shelf, and I was wondering like what the I do. Yeah, but generally speaking, I have a lot of issues with most of my consoles. Like, okay, um, the the Master System and the Nintendo just the a lot of the time like the cartridges is constantly like in and out and in and out and in and out before they work and then i remember one time we were like playing mario party on my n64 and it got like nudged by a foot and that was it like it just boom game over and mario party like you can't save your turns or anything it was like a 50 turn game two hours of drunk investment and someone nudged it with their foot and it was like it's like when you accidentally delete all your tabs in it and you just go, I'm, fr- I'm, I'm free. I'm I, I am like a four-tab man, Carl. I don't go no, past I that. I never have more than that, no. Um, um, but yeah, and then like the PlayStation 1 even, like the disc spinner has fallen out and has been reattached with a tidy bit of blue tack so it can still spin. I think everybody spin. had that, yeah. My but, uh, PlayStation yeah. 1 only works when it's upside down. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why that's a thing, but it only works when it's upside down. Uh, so yeah, honestly, like I would say most of my technology has not been durable, other than the Little notes iPod. that I made earlier of like the iPod and the 3310. That last time I checked a couple of years ago, when I found a, a correct charger, like it did work. And it probably still has two bars of battery on it. It's a fucking <laughs> Nokia, you know. I'm, I'm have a quick look at my shelf. Let's have a look. Uh... Yeah, have you got anything that notably stands out? I think my PS2 slim. My oh, PlayStation yeah, that, 2 Slim, is... I have had that for a, probably a good 10, 15 years now. Yeah, um, It has gone, like, it has changed hands many times because my brother had it and then I took it from like my dad's house and like he was moving. Mm. And then I took it and then my brother got annoyed because it had all his old PS2 games on it. So I bought him another PS2 for his birthday so I could keep <laughs> that one. And it still works because it's that's, I think that's the console I pull out of storage. Like, you know, pull it out of retirement the most. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, every just like couple of months, I'll be like, I really want to play that Burnout. 
and or something Carl, like that. Carl, is it not great that on PlayStation Five you can just put that disc in the PS Five and it went? Oh wait, yeah. Oh, oh wait, yeah, yeah. So I'd say that one because it's it's probably a good decade <laughs> old and it has had not constant but near constant use for an entire decade and it still works fine. Well, I'm I'm sure probably more than a decade because like the PS Two would be about twenty years old this year. Was the PS Two slim? Yeah, which will be a few years later, but definitely more than a decade. And yeah, as far as I'm aware, like my PS2 Slim still works. And goddamn, that might be the only console that earns the name fucking Slim. Yeah. That, that is like, a small, small console. It's great as well. I fucking love yeah. the PS2 Slim. I think I contend it's one of the best consoles ever because I remember yeah, totally. putting it in my pocket. I used to be able to put it in my pocket and take it around to my mate's house. I'm sure it's not much bigger than, like, a Switch. So if it's you've got not, some big pockets, yeah. It's not much bigger than the actual dual case for a PS2 game. <laughs> yeah. Which is what we used to do. So you used to have, like, a coat and my inside pocket, put my PS2 here, like, the game there, that we was playing, yeah. like, Burnout or something like that, and then some controllers in my, you know, my um, uh, jogger pockets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Done. And that's, um, that's always the good thing about, like, jackets and stuff. And I've, I loved when... Um, the last time I, you know, had an excuse to leave a house with a suit on. <laughs> I, it hasn't been a while, but I had the Switch and could just go, like, Switch in the case just, and go, and just put it in my jacket pocket. It does feel and, slick, though, when you do that. Oh so I God. like when I wear, like, my suit jacket. And it's like the iPhone. Like, it's, it's fucking massive, but it's, like, it's big. But when you drop it and you feel that's like really satisfying, like, ka-tunk. Yeah. You just feel it resting against your chest there. It's like, ah, the radiation directly into my nip. Oh, God. I fucking and love I, it. I always loved um, the Game Boy Advance SP for that. Like, you just, like, clip it. Yeah. Boop. It just yeah. feels so satisfying. That, that, perfect... that has such a satisfying... Like, we did it, didn't we, on another yeah. one of, like... We did the ASMR. The, the ASMR tech and just... The, the satisfaction of closing a Game Boy Advance SP is just... I don't think anything in technology gets close to that. I think the only thing that's ever rivaled how satisfying it is to... Um, like close a Game Boy SP mm. is pushing in a um, cartridge into a SNES and then hitting it just to like <laughs> just to feel that 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 snap as it goes in. Yeah, when That's, you, you put it halfway and then you go and then you, go, and then you yeah. just feel that click. That one or pressing the uh, the PlayStation One when it's still running and you press it open, then you hear that <laughs> as it powers down. Have I ever mentioned that I played, like, half of Spider-Man 2 Enter Electro without the disc? Yeah, because you used to be able to take the game out of the console. I yeah, used to remember it doing load that. load up, like, whatever area, I presume. And I, I guess how it worked was it would then not need to read the disc again until, like, it it would load a new area. There's some smart, so, uh, some smarter people than us can probably explain it. But, but it was fucking magic as a kid when it I was. met... And I used to try it with all different games, like take the disc out and see if it's still played. And I'm like, oh my God. And I used to think, if I just leave it on forever, I get this game for free. <laughs> and then it never worked like that because obviously eventually no, it, it would need like um, to read the disc again and then it crash. Yeah, because well, um, like fucking magic, it, what, what happened with me was just my friend came around with the game and went, let's play this. And we did. And then he just, when he went, had to leave, like, you know, the mum got to the door and was like, just oh, the come down now. Quick, grab the disc, press the open button, tuck it. I was just like, this is still 
playing. Like, like I don't know what's going on. I guess I'll just keep playing until it stops working. Yeah, it's like that episode of Friends, isn't it, where they get free porn and they're scared to turn the TV off. <laughs> yeah. They never want to turn it off because they don't want to lose it. And it's weird, isn't it? Because if that happened to me now, um, obviously responsibilities aside, if I had like a free day to myself and some crap like that happened, I know I would just scrap all non-essential plans and be I'm going to test this out to see how well push a guy, this as far as it can go yeah there's a guy in chat who said something that if, if true is fucking incredible it says the original Ridge Racer was designed specifically so you could do that so that you could put your own music CD in and listen oh, to your what? own music while going around and doing time trials and stuff if so that's fucking incredible if that is true, yeah, that is legendary. Because I know that the PS1 worked as a CD player and that mm. all PlayStation 1 discs were, um, or most of them doubled as CD players. And if you put them into a CD player, you just play the soundtrack. Because mm. I remember doing that with um, Tony Hawk's. Oh, right, yeah. To listen yeah. to the Tony Hawk's soundtrack because, on um, my old CD I think player. If you go into the files of PS1 games, they are essentially set up so it just. That layer is exactly as a cd is like yeah. in the files it's set up this is a cd this is the game and it just pulls the cd into the game basically yeah. but i remember doing that with tony hawk pro skater one and two and just putting them into my cd player when i had one of those and just listening to the soundtrack and feeling like an absolute boss because like <laughs> i stole it i felt like i'd stolen it yeah i thought i'd like some magic had happened one of things like oh i wonder what happens if i put like a ps1 game in it and mm. just like music started playing i'm like what Oh god, and I um, I found it really weird experience in playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two HD on well, played it on the PS Five just because yeah. the PS Five's there, not the PS Four, but the PS Four version because there's no next gen one. And um, I was like, oh okay, well there's a lot of this soundtrack here, but I also have a, a really good affinity for like the soundtrack of three and four. Mm-hmm. And instead of playing the music from the game. I turned the music all the way down and then just Wait, put Spotify. Spotify on and was like, I'll just put Spotify through my PS5 and play a Tony Hawk's playlist. And I was like, yeah. this is an even better way to experience the soundtrack. Because, like, you know what? Spotify's not going to take the songs away from you with a patch, like fucking video games do. <laughs> like, do you remember when Grand Theft Auto got patched after 10 years of being released because they ran out, the music licenses ran out and it just removed, like, no. half the, It removed, like, 150 songs. I didn't know that. Yeah, they released a patch 10 years after release that just took songs out of the game. So the only thing the patch did was remove content you'd paid for because the license has oh, run out. Oh, that's rough. So people like download unpatched versions to get the full versions of the soundtrack. Can you imagine if, if that turned around and happened to like Rock Band? Uh, they and it was have. like, oh yeah, uh, Rock Band 4 is 10 years old and to celebrate the anniversary, 70% of the games are gone. It's like... I would... I. Um, like genuinely surprised that's not happened. So they must have some fucking cast iron um, agreements in place to host that music like, because it's bizarre. Because Rock Band specifically, not continues. Guitar Hero, because I can play my like Rock Band One songs on Rock Band Four because I've imported them in, and the fact that that yeah that content is still allowed to be used. The only ones they have a problem with are like the Beatles one. Because that's from a specific game. It's the fucking Beatles, and then like but the Green Day one works. I think like it's because the, the entire Beatles. Right. What was it now? Someone bought their entire back catalogue or something like that. Yeah, there's always a real bunch of bad licensing issues with um, Beatles songs, and I'm surprised that game ever even existed in the first place. Yeah, but uh, 
Like, that's one of those games, though, where when the dark times end, we are 100%. Yeah. 100% getting all that equipment, bringing it to the office, and just having an entire day of streaming Rock Band with drinks. I mean, I don't know if I can bring the drums, A, because of size, but B, because all you'd be able to hear on stream would be like... And it'd just be like, okay, yeah, yeah. That's all people could hear. And it's just like, well... Can can you t- can you like remove the drums because I can't hear what anyone's saying? It's no, like, just, okay. go, just go sit in the hallway. It's fine. Just go sit there. It's fine. <laughs> oh oh god! But yeah, like a thousand percent. What I want to do in my life is just get people round and just play rock band again. That's why we've got the office, man. It's fully soundproofed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also, there's going to be no fucker at it anymore because there's no one in the office. Oh god! Yeah, I can't imagine. It's going to be really how, easy. How few businesses are going to still be there at the office? When I have to go renegotiate my contract, it's going to be real fucking easy to get a bigger <laughs> office. I'm going to be able to get a much bigger office for the same price, I guarantee you that. Oh, God. Yeah, that's true, actually. And the office is already pretty big for what we need it for. Yeah, but it can always be bigger. It can be. Yeah. It can I, always be a bigger, big wanger zinc. That's the one, yeah, because it's even written on the fucking door. That's it's amazing, e- isn't it? Every time someone walks past my office or when they walk past it and they look and they see him go, I just look at him and go, <laughs> it's fucking too right, it's big wangers. Because that happened to me today. Oh, I, really? I can, I can reveal this because I, I it's a tentative thing at the moment. There's no nothing set in stone just yet, but I have started looking at property. Oh, okay. Uh, Hippity-hoppity looking at property because, yeah, <laughs> fuck it, I want to buy a house and or creative space. And I, mean, I found, fuck it, why not? Why not? And like, You know what? It's never going to be cheaper than it is now. Yeah. Every every fucking office is like closing, mm-hmm. and there's no one in them, so they're just all selling up. So I've been looking at a few places in Sheffield, and I went to one today, and it's like you know, oh, it's, nice. a, it's basically it's an empty building. Yeah. I could I could buy the entire building for the cost it would be to get a one bedroom st- or studio apartment. Fucking hell! So for the cost it would be for me to buy a studio apartment in Sheffield, I could go get basically an entire building. <laughs> turn it into a studio and then build a flat above the studio. Jesus. And then rent it out to myself. Because that's yeah. what you're thinking. But when I was talking to the guy, so he called me up. He's like, oh, did you register interest in the office on blah, blah, blah street? I'm like, yep. Yeah. And just, just to clarify, the business name is Big Wangers Incorporated. I went, yes, it is. <laughs> and your name is Carl Small. I went, yes, it is. Went, yeah, I we thought it was a joke, but we saw that in the description when you put like what's any extra information you put it's not a joke. I mean, it's not. I take my business very seriously. Thank <laughs> you for considering me. And that's the thing is when you actually spell it out, like it does sound like a joke. It does, but the the fact the guy took it seriously, it's like it's my fucking business. Yeah, like, and, and I and I want yeah. I bet as well they don't care because my money's as good as anyone else's. Mm-hmm. But the frustrating thing for me is when I was like talking to the guy, I'm like like going around with a mask on and all that shit, looking at the place. Yeah. And I'm looking around and I went, so any other people viewing this? And he went, yeah, there's a couple. And I was like, how many of them are just business de- uh, uh, developers who are going to turn it into like six different flats? And he went, I can't tell you who they are, but I think that's what they're going to do. And I'm like, for fuck's sake. Yeah. So I'm hoping that I am able to get a space somewhere in Sheffield because I'd feel so fucking bad if it's just bought out by a soulless giant corporation that's going to split it into six tiny rooms and then rent them all out for an extortionate price. Yeah, that's that's what's going to happen with 
what, 80% of free office spaces at this point. Yeah, they're just going to get converted to shitty flats. Yeah. And students going to get shoved inside of them. But like, I was, like, I'm really hoping that I can pull this off and mm-hmm. just end up with like, a nice, big, like creative space. That would be baller, yeah. That's the idea. But yeah, like, just the fact I looked at it when I can buy an entire fucking building for less than I can get a studio flat for. And it's very frustrating because I remember like when I um, was looking for a flat in town like a couple of years ago. Yep. I, Jenna and I were looking to move but stay in the city centre because like that's where we were working and stuff. And it was infuriating because not only were most of the flats either, you know, student friendly, which means a bunch of dickheads live there. Yeah. Or students only. And then we looked and it was like, oh, but there's like... 10 new places that are all giant blocks of flats all being built and opening soon. Oh, all of them are the same. They're all students only. And it's like, yeah. Holy shit, you can not really find anything in Liverpool anyway that was just not, this is going to be students. Yeah. And it's like, just, I'm paying rent on an office and on a house. Yeah. And like, I don't want to bore people with the details, but the way my accountants explained it to me is if you buy the office with like, you know, the big wangers money, you could then rent it out to yourself. Yeah. Which is something I'm apparently allowed, and people are allowed to do legally, and that's how you get stories of business CEOs paying themselves to like lease their own company cars and things like that. Right, yeah. And they'll buy a car with the company and then lease it from themselves. Or lease and then it from it's the essentially company. just, oh yeah, I'm paying rent, but what are you doing? Well, I'm paying it back to my own business, which is yeah. then essentially paying myself. Which is something I'm allowed to do, but uh, that's in the very, very early stages at the moment, but I'm really, really hoping I can pull it off. Well, hopefully something like that works out. If it's not that specific place, then, you know, somewhere else. Just so I can have, like, Big Wangers HQ. Just and, so I can yeah. just walk up to an entire building and just go, I start and go, yeah, Big Wangers. Awesome. I own this shit. I run, cause I've wanted to do, and we wanted to do it for fucking ages, and I keep forgetting it, and it because it's been snowing recently, and I mean, that's been the perfect time to pull it off. Mm. which is stand bollock naked looking out my window with a cup of coffee and just scream I run this city out the window. (laughs) (laughs) I've just always wanted to do that. Oh, God. Fair enough. And maybe one day, Carl, you'll remember and you'll be able to tell us on the podcast when it happens. Just screaming out the window, I run this city. But make sure you you tell us after you've done it and not beforehand so there's not people like trying to find out where your window is and take pictures. Oh, fucking... Mate... I got a message today. Did you did you see Twitter? Uh, did you see what? Did been you like casually on Twitter over okay. the day? So I'm just gonna like just actually I don't need it because it's like you know three messages. But uh, oh, while okay. I was wor- while I was working earlier, I uh, checked my phone. So I've mm. got a miss. I've got a missed call from my mum. I've got a missed video call from my mum. I've got a missed WhatsApp call from my mum, and then a uh, several messages and just one saying call me now. I'm like, fuck oh, it, God. what's going on? It's call mum. What mum? What's going on? She's like, are you okay? Like, yeah, I'm fine. Sorry, I was just working. Is it, and I'm thinking, like, my brother got COVID, like, two fucking weeks ago. Like, he's mm. fine, thank God. But like, I was like, yeah. oh, God, did he take a turn for the worse? Something like that. Is something wrong with my sister? Is everything right mm. at home? She's like, no, I, I got a message. So what do you mean you got a message? Yeah, I got a message just saying, Carl is in bed. I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah. I didn't know who it was from. I thought it was like one of your friends that like you'd fallen ill. I thought you were, like, ill, and they just got your, my, my, your, my number from yeah, you and yeah. just tell them like you're ill and that like, I've been calling this person they won't answer and I don't know what's going on and she just got a couple of messages like just saying like, is Carl okay what asking, the hell? Like, asking after a Carl but Carl is specifically spelt with a K 
And that's what freaked my mum out. She thought if it was the wrong number, yeah, or like you know just a mistype or something like that, why would it be Carl with a K? Because that's not exactly a common spelling. Mm. Also, yeah, yeah. it's really weird that she's being sent that, especially yeah. as well when my mum watches all my content and knows that I get like a lot of weirdos trying to track me down and find out where I live and things like that. And then my mm-hmm. mother gets a message from an unknown number that refuses to answer her back, asking after me. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh no, I'm so sorry, mum. Please. So do you know? Like, we, we don't know. No, any... I checked. I no? checked all my contact information. She sent me the number, and I don't want to call it. No. If I fucking not. call it, and then I've got my number. Then I have to get a new yeah. fucking phone. Well, that's <laughs> a a bit unsettling. That was a bit disconcerting. She mentioned like uh, not staring out the window because that's something that's happened with um, the videos. They've mm. been recorded in front of a blank, featureless concrete wall, which many people are commenting on. Like that looks really depressing. It's like it fucking is. Got to remove all uh, features uh, that are identifiable from yeah. the wall, and I had to find a section of concrete with absolutely nothing on it. Like not even like a like a bit of conduit. Because normally there's like artwork. That's why I got the place. Because it's just a like blank wall, a literal blank canvas. I can do whatever I want with. Yeah. So it was yeah. initially covered with posters and photos of family and friends and mm-hmm. a couple of pictures and then some artwork that I've got done, which you can like see like behind me now. Yeah, I can't have any of that on the wall because obviously pictures of my fucking family and friends are in there. I don't want people zooming <laughs> in and just seeing my mates. Yeah. And it, it's like, oh, wow, this looks really depressing. It's like, it fucking is because I'm... <laughs> yeah, and again, that comes down to it, it's not ideal, but it is really funny that people have the balls to turn around and go, oh, you've moved your operation to your fucking like, bedroom so the... that you can still keep making free content for people. And they have the audacity to be like, oh, your wall looks shit. It's like, great, it looks shit because I'm doing this for you, you fuckers. It looked great before I had to take everything off it. Yeah. And then I've got, again, the really unhelpful suggestions of why don't you paint the wall? It's like, because then I've got to, like, you know, remove the paint. Because like, Yeah, because even... if it's a concrete wall, you can't stop renting it and just be like, well, there's paint on it now. Yeah, it's um, industrial chic, I think it's called. I think the yeah. word is like they didn't want to fucking wallpaper it, but I like yeah. it. I like it because it meant that I can just stick shit to the wall and it's fine. Yeah. It yeah. meant I can just hammer nails into it and all that bollocks, which is what I did. And that's the thing is you can attach things like the amount of places I've had to be where it's like, well, you can't put blue tack on there so it'll mark the paint. Yeah. And I've had to spend loads of money on like command strips, which safely normally come off without making a mark and... Yeah. To be fair, that does work, but it's a hell of a lot more expensive than a bit of fucking blue tack. It's also as well, you can't like put a pin nail in the wall. It's like, oh no, you no, can't you do can't. that. No. So you have to do some polyfiller. It's like my wall. It's like, yeah, fuck it, who cares? That's why I and got I will it. Say, I saw it as a blank yeah, space. If, if anyone uh, listening is long-term renting and people are like, we can't put like a pin in the wall, honestly, just do it. Because either you'll be in a place where there's loads of unidentifiable like holes in the wall anyway from when previous people have done it mm-hmm. or just get a tiny little bit of polyfiller and they'll never notice like the amount of times I've had people tell me that it's like oh whatever also it's like, so well, easy to get away with it I would argue if you're long term renting somewhere just like just for your mental health to have like pictures of your family and friends on the wall is yeah. worth after three or four years it's like oh I'm going to have to charge you 50 quid for paint it's like fuck yeah it was in a deposit that I couldn't touch anyway yeah and that's the thing is like we always um, do our best to make sure everything is like repaired and cleaned properly. Yeah. And no matter what, they will always 
always say, well, the flat's not clean enough. And it's like, we, we've just spent like hours and hours and hours and like a whole day cleaning this flat. Like it's, it's sparkling, it's immaculate. And they go, yeah, but it's not to our standards. And because it's subjective, what are you meant to do? Like you can't argue it. Because they can just go, well, it's not clean to our standards. Yeah, and it's I remember like, last time they did that for great. me, I just went, okay, I found a cleaning lady here. Uh, she'll pop round and do like a full um, clean down for 40 quid. Um, <laughs> uh, can you give me um, like, can you give me the keys back and I'll send her around? No, we don't trust her. So yeah. you, don't, you don't want to support a local businessman? Or you don't want to support a local self-employed person? And they just immediately just go, uh, uh. God. Also, to the guy in chat, like, can you not use a cloth or something? You are the exact fucking person we're talking about. You are not being helpful. Yeah. It's like, can you not just put a cloth on your wall? It's like, what cloth? Like, it's not the people <laughs> like, oh, why don't you put your mattress against the wall? Because I want to fucking sleep on it, knobhead. Oh, God. Yeah. And it's like, at the end of the day, if that is just the deal breaker for you, and you want to turn that video off and start watching when you're back in an office, like... That's that's up to you. You're allowed to do that. But the idea of then going in the comments and being like, well, Carl, what? can you just like go get giant sheet and put it on your wall for me, that, please? My favourite one is, like, if you've got a suggestion that seems obvious to you, chances are we also got that suggestion. But you have to remember, we have to record. Yeah. Even though we are like months ahead, we still have to record because you guys need content to edit. Otherwise, you can't mm-hmm. can send me an invoice. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So even though like we realistically could have taken a break while I got all my... Um, got the green screen again because I ordered mm-hmm. another one and I've like duct taped it to my wall. We could have had like a gap in recording that would have just put everyone on the back foot. Yeah, yeah. It's that shame. I like it. So yeah. Just uh, make Joe's in chat and he just said, I filled a hole with toothpaste and then painted over it. It didn't work. The trick <laughs> is you've got to let the toothpaste dry. That does work. That's like a, a student um, bod job fix. Yeah. Where like, if you've got a scratch in a table or something like that, put toothpaste on it. Smooth it out and then let it dry because it dries like like calc, like dry, and then you put, yeah, and put like yeah. boot polish over it. And it doesn't fix the problem, but it does cover it up long enough to get your deposit back. I still remember the the time that um, not like us, but somebody in another flat in our halls, like below us, they broke um, their coffee table, which completely like someone fell through it. It was mm-hmm. pieces, and they tried to argue that they could fix it. And it's like, no, no, we don't want you to buy another one because you're going to charge 500 quid. We'll, we'll just fix it. And the people were just like, how? You've you've just shattered this table. Like, you've literally just suplexed some fucker through it. It's like, you're not fixing that. Come on. So you just get oh, another one. Go to Ikea and get one for four fucking quid. Well, yeah, like, like, um, they'll never know. Yeah, but no bodge job ever will top the guy I, I, I kind of knew. It was telling about when he was fixing a house mm. and like they went and they tore like a bit of, uh, they're taking wallpaper down and found out that instead of insulation, um, the previous tenants had filled the walls up with newspaper and bread. <laughs> that is so fucking next level, just money saving right there, just stuffing the walls with bread. The, like, he basically lived inside a giant chicken Kiev. He was loving it. <laughs> so how do you like just, just like top that? It was incredible. Oh, just, God. you just fill it with Jaffa cakes, Carl. Fill them oh, all with Jaffa cake. I found the other day was like, do they have Jaffa cakes now? But they have like strawberry Jaffa cakes. 
I've tasted the pineapple ones they did, yeah. Yeah, that I'm just looking at that. I'm like, I've got a big box of them on my shelf. I'm like, I can't. Because I know if I have one and I like it, I'm eating all 10. Because I used to get pissed off when you buy a box of Jaffa Cakes. It's only 10 Jaffa Cakes, but now I Is thank them for it. only 10 Jaffa Cakes? Only 10 Jaffa Cakes in a box. Fucking but hell. that's a good thing because I could fucking smash 10 Jaffa Cakes, no problem. <laughs> and I don't want to mess around with that. I, um, I had a friend, and I'm not sure if it was like a mutual friend or not. That okay had one of those, you know, like, meter-long oh, cake tubes. They were, yeah, I got through it in a day. Yeah. Like, how it's pissed all... off as well <laughs> do you get when you see presents like that, like the meter-long Jaffa cake? So it's like, oh, yeah, it's like the Toblerone. That's like a three-foot-long, and it's just three yeah. separate Toblerones in a bag. Oh. It's like, no, fuck you. Give me. No. Give me. If it's not a foot long. Yeah, because I remember, like, Charlie sending us a picture of a giant Toblerone <laughs> that, that was a giant Toblerone and it was genuinely like three foot chunky as hell, yeah. just like massive Toblerone. Yeah. Like, I f- respect it. A friend of ours bought a three kilo Toblerone and he sent a picture of it and he's like, he's cradling a PS5. Like, it's fucking massive. I've never seen anything so dense. Oh, God. It was amazing. And it's he, like like, a... he should, sent us like a segment. It's like this is what one segment is. It's like <laughs> what is though for you like the like, the chocolate you've seen that's just the fucking densest. Because I think Toblerone's up there, isn't it? Yeah. You, have you ever pulled Toblerone out of a freezer and just think I could kill someone with this? <laughs> or out of the fridge? Yeah. Because like I mean, not Toblerone anymore. To be fair. Like oh, older Toblerone when they didn't take that chunk out of the wedge. It's oh, do you see they got dunked on that so much? They were getting roasted for it so much they changed it. Oh, did... Yeah, yeah, yeah they they put it back but then made the bar smaller, didn't they? Yeah, because pe- yeah. too many people were roasting them for how shit it looked. <laughs> well, I think for me, like, um, it's got to be... A, it's surprisingly the chomp. No one thinks really? that a chomp is that, like, dangerous. Mm. You're looking, it's a fucking chomp, isn't it? But... A mate of mine once got his head split open by a chomp. Because it was what? a chomp, like, because he used to keep his chomps in the freezer. Yeah, I did that with, like, chomps and curly whirlies and yeah. stuff like that, yeah. And, like, he was sat on the sofa before a night out, and, like, I think uh, one of our mutual friends was just grabbing a drink. Mm. And he went, oh, can you pass me a chomp out of the freezer? And he frisbeed the chomp across the room, twatted him above the eye, and split his eye open. Fucking hell. With a chomp. Oh, man. Uh, I, I got was... slapped with a frozen Curly Whirly once, but they're, like, <laughs> really <laughs> long. It, it just shattered. That is rough. Yeah, that that was that was rough, but it wasn't as rough as getting my eye split open with a jump. Ah, oh, man. Did I ever tell you about my, my mate, who we called him Poo Eye for a year? Cause, no. Uh, like, did he, had, he get pink eye? He got pink eye because we all <laughs> took it in turns farting on his pillow. Oh, no. <laughs> It's like, do those things you do when you're drunk. Like, he was yeah. in the other room, like, throwing up. And we went, oh, and we know we'll get him. So we all farted on his pillow one at a time. But we didn't realise he wore contact lenses, and he kept his contact lenses in when he went to sleep. So oh. the contact lenses must have got, like, the poo pustules or whatever. Kept them in his eye, and he woke up the next day and had an eye infection. And he couldn't understand why. He thought it was his contact lenses. Oh, and, like, no. it was only after he went to the doctor where he went, no, it's because we all farted on your pillow. And just called him Poo Eye for a year. Oh, God. <laughs> just... That's so mean. He was so... But it's one of those like, things... Like, you guys gave him pink eye and then took the piss. It's one of those things you do, like, when you're drunk and you don't think about it. And you're like, that was probably pretty mean. But it's very, very funny to think about. And he's, he still gets free drinks off that story. Yeah, fair, yeah. 
Like every time we're all out together, like he will get a free drink when he tells that story because we all feel so bad when he talks about how <laughs> I had a date. I couldn't go on a date. I had, I had to miss a week of work. You call me Pooai for a year. That's that's a rough one, isn't it? When you've got a call up work or just a, a date or something. I can't make it. Why? Well, well, kind pink of pink eye. Like, oh. He just said he got. He just said he had. Um, uh, he wasn't feeling very well. But I know, like, if I called up work and went, I need a week off, they'd be like, wait, no, why the fuck would you want a week off? I think, though, he just posted a photo on Facebook and everyone's like, yeah, you get a week off with that. Yeah. But yeah, then it's just I, like, uh... he found out fucking Pooh Oh, God. Uh, so bad. But it's just one of those things. Just, I will, like, always fondly remember just seeing, just him lie down on the pillow and just, like, he was so drunk, he's like, do you know the thing people do when they're drunk when they just like rub their face on it? So, oh, like, yeah, know, yeah. Get, and then they flipped it over to get the cold side and we're all just like... Oh, God. Just... I still remember one time oh. and like this this was in a pranky way before okay. um, anyone makes any other insinuations. It wasn't like that. Uh, when we were about 14, uh, we were on a, like, a school trip where we stayed over like for the mm-hmm. weekend somewhere and somebody broke into like our little dorm room that we had with like 10 people in it mm-hmm. and put poppers on everyone's pillow and everyone was like lying there at like four o'clock in the morning like, i've got a real bad headache i don't know what's going on and we were all like 14 15 didn't know what poppers were and somebody had got access to them and just pulled them over people's pillows oh that's oh, rough God. so i thought you meant like the little exploding snap things no no so, no like the drug poppers the yeah. drugs oh my god that's rough yeah, so uh, I believe they are like legal drugs, but yeah, it was just like done as a prank and it was just a bad fucking prank. Yeah, it's like um, like whippets, which I wouldn't recommend anyone do, but it's like, um, I'm not sure if they still make it with it, but um, whipped cream in the can is made with nitrous oxide. Ah, so if you right, breathe yeah. that in, you get like a very brief high. And I remember we told a mate of ours about this. And he did it and then passed out. Like, you know, like we got really lightheaded, just fell backwards oh, and whacked his head on the fridge. Oh. And then we just decided. That's when I, like, for me, drugs are bad. Because yeah, I for... don't want to end up, like, dying because of whipped cream. That's not getting written <laughs> on my fucking tombstone. I'm not having that. Like, oh, fucking hell, how did Carl die? Well, he inhaled a bit of whipped cream and yeah, died. He was, like, he was trying to... <laughs> I still think, though, is there any just joy more pure and more forbidden than spraying whipped cream directly into your mouth. Well, I I don't like whipped cream. But it does feel super fucking um, uh, like I, forbidden, doesn't it? I um I like watch Jenna do it when she makes like a hot chocolate or something and she'll put like the whipped cream on there and just be like, ah! Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, fair enough. If I liked whipped cream, that would be fucking amazing. Yeah. Like there's no joy more forbidden than that. And all I'm thinking, though, is, like, I was like, oh, but what else kind of food product comes in a can like that that I could have tried it with? The only thing I can think of is, like, that American spray-on cheese. And I'm which like, she, no. Yeah, which is no. terrible. I've never tried it, but I refuse to try cheese in a can. Yeah, but I, what's, like, what's one of those products, then, or, like, food stuff that you get in the fridge that you will eat just on its own? Like, what, what is, like, you're guilty, like, you'll go to the fridge and just get, like, a spoonful of it? Even though you're not supposed mm. to. Well, people always have a go at me for just like eating ham slices on their own. 
Oh, I can't do that. I don't like. I, I just like... I just walk into the fridge and like, I'm not making a sandwich or anything. Just get a walk slice in, of ham. just grab a couple of ham slices and be off. And get people always are like, "What the fuck are you doing?" I'm like, "It's just a bit of ham." So I think I used to do that a lot with peanut butter when I was going to the gym. Oh right. Yeah. So I'd, all, I'd just have like a jar of peanut butter in my fridge. It's like before I'm going to the gym, just like a banana peanut butter just like one giant spoonful of peanut butter then eat the banana <laughs> and then just down like half a pint of milk and that's it because that i need some fucking calories quick just get yeah. the spoon and the peanut butter fucking go oh my it's like um when i could go home for christmas my mum always has pork pies in oh and like i fucking love pork pies and i don't mm. buy them because they're like calorie bombs oh yeah like, they are one yeah. mini pork pie is like 200 calories and she'll buy, like, the pack of 20 mini pork pies. <laughs> and I remember coming in drunk once and smashing 20 pork pies. And I'm like, damn it. This is it. I can't. Oh, my mum's trying to is, kill me. Uh, that is something I do is, like, when I'm drunk, I'll, I'll always go for, like, the crisps, which is fair enough, or yeah. the cheese strings. But I'll go I'll go through, like, a 12-pack of cheese strings. That's the one, yeah. Because no. I still remember one of the stories. I don't know if it's Charlie will tell it. But it is. Um, I think we were on a, we were on a joint night out together. Oh yeah. And it was like the night where I think either my girlfriend at the time had broken up with me, or mm. we'd had an argument, and he just saw me going upstairs with a beer and two giant bags of Doritos. He's like, Carl, no! <laughs> <laughs> I just went upstairs and ate two bags of sad Doritos. The sad Doritos. Because oh, I remember being told about that by him and just like yeah Cole was just like don't don't judge me if this is happening I've just had a rough day leave it the don't sad take retos. anything the sad retos but this is before I was a lot bigger because I used to be really skinny yeah uh, but so this is like before I could like smash an entire pizza or whatever but uh, yeah just remember this <laughs> waking up in the morning like the sad retos oh god and I I've actually kind of reversed a little bit with pizza where I love leaving like half at least of my pizza till the next day okay being like fuck it let's order like the extra large pizza instead of a large Mm -hmm. and instead of trying to eat as much as possible make sure i save like half of my pizza Ah, and just then i get two days of it i freaked my girlfriend out when i talked about when i used to go to the gym and i had to eat like four or five thousand calories a day Mm. just to maintain because i i weighed like nearly a stone two stones heavier than i do now oh i would not eat all day i just have like my usual just like a tin of tuna and a protein shake it's like 400 mm-hmm. calories and then a couple of beers so i still need to get like another 3,000 calories in me before <laughs> i went to sleep and the order that me and her do the joint order of like a pizza each and then a kebab for me and yeah. then like chips and wedges and all that stuff is what i'd order for myself <laughs> and i would eat two pizzas an entire kebab like three portions of chips and I scrolled down like my previous orders and went down to like last year, and you can see that I'd order it at like three in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> and just smash it all. Oh god, I remember doing that a few times after like the Smash Bros streams and stuff. Yeah, just absolutely annihilating like an entire fucking pizza. Yeah, and just and then, being like, you know, back in back when we could stream it together from the office, so just go back to yours. Like, Carl, are there any takeaways open? It's like four a.m. It's like, like yeah, I'll yes, find somewhere. And you can confirm that I would order and eat two pizzas. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, and just smash it all straight away. But I feel <laughs> like um, we're getting a little long in the tooth for the recording now. So for the folks in my chat and then the folks in Luke's chat, mm-hmm. uh, give it another five, ten minutes and we'll do some Q&A. So if you have any questions that you'd like to ask for the end of the stream, 
Um, I, you can ask them here. And if the people in my chat, if you put exclamation point Lucas, you can go to Lucas' stream and ask there as well. And like, yeah. Lucas will pick a couple, I'll pick a couple, and we'll go through them. But right, we're just letting people know that's what's happening now. So if you've got any questions, get them in. A couple of minutes, then we'll go through them. But in the meantime, while that's happening, like, what is it that like, you miss like the most about the nights out? Because I've had this conversation, like, I think Charlie keeps mentioning that like, he really, really wants to go on a night out. Yes, yeah. So what specific part of the night out is it that you miss? Because I think for me, like, while you have a think, like the one hmm. for me, it's not when you go on the night out. It's that brief period before people get to your house. And it is okay. when you're just getting ready and you've got that first drink. When you're so, ready... Like and you're all talking you... about when, like... You're blasting a bit of music, yes. getting ready. You've got that one drink on the go that you're like yeah. walking around the flat. Yeah, you're walking yeah. around your flat with like, you know, you're getting changed, you're putting like, you've had a shower, you've done your hair, you're, like, you're putting yeah. stuff on, then you just, just before people arrive, you have that one drink that's in your fridge. <laughs> and it's just that is the start of the night. It's like, that's the bit I think I miss the most, like the anticipation for it. Yeah, and I think in a similar vein, I miss like the, you know, the pre gaming mm-hmm. before, like, you know. This is more of like a uni thing, but we do it occasionally when we're on a night out still. Uh, well, you know, a bit older. Of like, yeah, make sure you get like 10 people in your flat. You're all playing like fucking Ring of Fire or whatever it yeah. is. And all just like blaring some music, making sure you're getting drunk together, like having a laugh. And it's like a couple of hours of that before you then go out to the club. Yeah, because um, there's a friend of mine and he is like... Um, just the guy who hosts all the house parties right yeah and like he's the guy it's like he's so mad that we've not been able to do anything for like a year because we've missed like his birthday because we'd always hold like birthdays in that part of uh, the country because when i'd go mm-hmm. back home to see like that there'd be a bunch of birthdays around the same time so we'd like do like three or four nights out over the course of two weeks yeah and it'd just be like you know just everyone gets back together it's like the, it's so, i think they're the times i have to see people that i know and have known for like 10 years but i'd only see them like once per year at that party oh okay yeah. it's like a yeah. yearly thing where like just everybody from college gets back together mm-hmm. and as we've grown up obviously we're still doing the same thing yeah yeah and it's just one of those things where i've really missed that it's like oh because we'd just be like basically three or four hours of just catching up with people i've not seen in a good while yeah, like, we did that for New Year's for quite a lot of years. Yeah. Um, not specifically me, but, like, my friend group, and we'd all meet up for New Year's and, like, go to a house party, and I do really miss that. It is. Not specifically because of COVID. That's just kind of stopped happening as people mm-hmm. have grown up and moved across the country and stuff like yes. that. Um, and just, it, it all gets a little bit harder, and you get a bit more responsible, and it's a, it's a shame in moments like that when you're like, kind of wish i was just like a stupid jobless 18 year old again but that's why i missed that one because it, that was the party that everyone would go out of their way to go to yeah yeah because like we can't always all go on like, a night out but people would make an effort to go to that one like people mm-hmm. would come down from fucking scotland because we've got friends who are like, literally the other end of the country and yeah. they would come down for it so it's like my only that's real good. chance to see them but yeah, i'm gonna quickly it's like a bathroom break while you know like q and a um, while chat collates the Q&A. Yeah, sure, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And speaking of, like, you know, the pre-gaming, I went to my fridge and I got a can of coffee because I know we're, like, you know, we're streaming later. But we my are, question yeah. is, are you going to have a drink on the stream? Yeah, why not? In which case, I might go get a drink instead of one. 
<laughs> I was making a choice. It was like coffee or drink. Oh, oh God. And it's one of those things that, like, fuck it, it's a Wednesday night and we're streaming, but it's like, it's locked down. Like, whenever anyone asks you that question, it's locked <laughs> so down. So I was it's thinking, like, I was oh, looking. What else have I got to do? Yeah, I was looking at my fridge and I went, well, I've, I've got, I was, the shop near me is doing these little, little cans of coffee, but they're 50p. So I bought oh, yeah. 20 of them and my fridge is full. <laughs> I've also got these Bulmers. So I'm going to open the cider with the coffee. Because fuck it. Oh, God, no. That can's real. That can's not great. Oh, the, God. The, the moment I got hands on that can, I went... It starts, like, denting and crumpling. Yeah, and it's like, that's going to crumple and the coffee's going to pop out. There we go. There we go. That might be the first time in a long time I've seen you open a bottle with a, with bottle, a bottle opener. Yeah, it's fair enough. It's and like, not the wrong side of a bottle opener either. I thought I'd just do it with this, but I felt like the can crumple instantly. So Yeah, I, I know what those type of cans are like, and they will just crumple immediately. There's a reason like people can shotgun through them. Yeah. But and by, see. you know, what I mean is like, you know, putting the key in there yeah. and... That kind of shotgun, that. not a physical shotgun. Yeah, but just for the people watching the video version, because these are the same cans as Red Bulls, you can stick it to your hand. <laughs> so what I used to do at the bar is stick it to my hand and pour like that. Anyway, so let's go for the Q&A. Luke, you got any on your end? Do you want to start with? Uh, Yeah, sure. Okay, go um, for it. So someone asks in chat, what's your favourite game or experience from like the PlayStation 2, Xbox, GameCube era? Uh, best experience is probably going to have to be like just playing Tekken, my brothers, mm. and my cousins. That's fair, and yeah. like, we'd have we'd have like Tekken nights and just play Tekken till like two or three in the morning. Yeah, those yeah. Those ones, or potentially like after, um, like I left school and stuff like that, and then I'd start playing. You know, getting that nostalgia for the mm. PlayStation again. Uh, playing through Final Fantasy X, it's like a yearly tradition to play through it, like yes. once a year. Mm-hmm. So it's probably that one yeah. for me. How about yourself? Uh, for me, I would say like favorite game from back then is definitely a different question. Like probably yeah. Wind Waker, maybe. But um, in terms of experience, it's like years and years later when we all met up to just play Drunken Double Dash. Oh and it man! It was like the one lap baby road with insane items. Oh man, can, Lucas, can you, for folks at home, explain the rules of Beerio Kart? Oh, Beerio Kart is Beerio Kart for Double Dash is incredible. Explain these um, rules. So Beerio Kart is essentially just, you have a drink and, you know, you pour it into a glass so that everyone's got a same, same kind of amount to drink. And um, basically the rule is you have to drink all of your drink before you finish the race in Mario Kart. And the only other stipulation, I believe, is just you can't be driving and drinking at the same time. You can't drink and drive now. So it becomes then a tactic of people will try and down theirs on the start line. Yeah. And then some people will get to the finish line and then down at the finish line. Other people will drive, get items, like go ahead, get the items, knock mm. someone off and then drink while they're doing it. And then if you do it with Double Dash, where you can switch seats, the yep. person in the back can drink. So you yes. have to keep... But when you switch, you have to physically switch places with the other person. It's like, oh, it's great. Like, it's such a If laugh. you've got the room to do it where you can switch places with people, that's when it's the best. Yeah, it is. Because that's when the incredible. chaos ensues. And it's just one of those things. It's a great way to like, you know, break the ice and just get people. Because no one needs to be good at um, uh, Mario Kart to have fun doing that. And if anything, it's better if you've got people with a mix of abilities and skills. 
Yeah, and um, when you're playing like Mario Kart Double Dash and you can set it to Baby Park, which is a roughly 10 second lap. Yeah. And you can put it on one lap. So it's a 10 second race. And you obviously do smaller drinks because it's a 10 second race. Um, But yeah, you get one lap to get like one item box down your drink and try to win. And it's incredible. The killing field, as it were. (laughs) <laughs> so we've got a pretty good question we've got one in my chat here uh, you're pretty open about how important it is for you to treat your employees does this come from mm-hmm. previous bad work experiences like part of your upbringing overall personality it's a combination of both I've worked yeah. some good places I've worked some bad places it's mostly the good places that have um, made me want to just be nice to people mm-hmm. that I work for like um, in regards to um, online work when I f- my very first break was cracks.com and mm. they paid above the average for all work for free that freelancers submitted, regardless of skill or ability. So yeah. me, as an 18-year-old who'd never been published anywhere else online, was earning the same as a frequent contributor because I was doing the same amount of work and I was getting like, you know the same um, prestige from having an article published with them. Mm-hmm. And that basically got me started. It just put me on a really good path to like knowing what my worth was and what the worth of online work in general was. Yeah. And then just years of um, knowing that I'd been underpaid for work mm-hmm. that I'd done made me realize if I ever get in a situation or I'm in a position to pay people or have people who work with or for me, I don't want to take advantage of them. Yeah, fair enough. And um, I, in terms of pay discrepancy, that's one thing that really got to me um, over the course of working at different restaurants. Because I remember like one of the first restaurants I worked at was Pizza Hut. And I was 21 at the time, so a 21-year-old wage in the UK. Yeah. And I can't remember exactly what it was at the time. Um, but I also worked with a guy that was like 16 years old. And he was earning a 16-year-old wage. And he was earning a 16-year-old wage for doing the same thing. And he was earning less than half uh, the money I was per hour for the exact same job. And um, then I gradually went through a couple of other restaurants and a couple of other jobs and Ended up at Nando's, which pays every single person, regardless of age, the living wage of a 25-year-old. And I was like, I really respect that. I always point that out, like, fair play to them, because most companies abuse the fuck out of, like, 16-year-olds and constantly just hire them until, like, you know, they basically burn out after a year or two and just, like, fire them for whatever reason. Yeah, it's like... It's really shitty. Just just because you have the option or ability to pay someone less than they're worth doesn't mean you should. Yeah, exactly. At the end of the day, like it's so demoralizing to come in and go, oh, okay, well, have you got more experience than me? Well, no. Okay, you're doing the same job as me? Well, yeah, okay, and you're earning twice my wage because you're a few years older. It's like, yeah. yeah. It's like, hey, that, that, that just pissed me off the moment I learned that that is a thing that companies could do. I was like, that's fucking shocking. And then when you ask them about it, he goes, well, that's the wage. He goes, well, you can fucking fix it, guys. You're the one who hired them. You're the one, like, making the choice to pay that wage and also put people on fucking zero-hour contracts and shit like that. Yeah, and it's the same with online, where mm. um, I have had way, way too many articles published for shitty websites that paid me very little or nothing at all. Or, you know, yeah. just the promise of exposure or um, uh, event, uh, eventual payment, and it's like, I hate it. And yeah. I never want to be in that situation again because all it did is 
thankfully not for me because I knew what my value was worth and I knew that I could go and get paid for certain places. And it made me eventually realize I can say no to jobs like that. Mm-hmm. But places like that exist to prey on people's um, just lack of experience, knowledge, or the fact they've not got confidence in themselves yet. Yeah, and I remember plenty of times when you would turn around and just be like, ah, well, this one's only paying me like $10, but fuck it, whatever. Like, I'm writing a bunch of them, but it'd be like, well, okay, but how does that compare to what cracked right? you yeah. know pay you and stuff like, you know for a fact that i used to sit there before a night out and write a article that paid me ten dollars like, yeah. i'd write like two or three of them over the course of the evening before we went out mm-hmm. and then use that thirty dollars i got paid to pay for our nights out <laughs> and that's how i got so fucking good at what i did i was literally writing three or four articles every day per yeah, day for right, like yeah. two three years straight just to what like, i just to live Oh, God, that's not a bad one. Anything from your chat, Lucas? Any more questions? Um, Remember, um, folks at home, exclamation point, Lucas, you can find him. You can find uh, Lucas. Yeah, so another person says, although COVID sucks, has there been any positives about lockdown for you personally? No. And obviously, my one is quite an easy one of the past year. I have started working, like, full-time with you. um, And you know, creating content online. So the, I I don't think like lockdown is the reason for that, but it has happened during lockdown and it 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 probably accelerated it. Yeah. It forced your hand as it works. You literally and physically could not go into your um, like real world job. Yeah. I was on, I was on like furlough pay for a couple of months and had nothing else to do other than to work with cop. Yeah. And it gave you that, uh, I guess, glimpse into like oh wow this is not a stable career option like the internet's not a stable career option but at least the internet continues to exist in this covid world yeah uh, for and, uh, me there's there's no yeah. real positive in regards to like Fair what enough. covid's done like my life would be markedly better if it wasn't a thing which is why i'm so adamant and strict in adhering to all the rules and things like that yeah well, it's and, uh, why I get so mad when they're ignored and when people give us shit for doing things like wear masks or telling people Maybe wear a mask so you don't fucking kill someone's mom. Yeah, that's always the the horrible thing is like I know that I'm sticking to these rules, but it's people going, Well, oh you don't need to leave the house and blah blah blah. It's like, no, I don't. I'm still gonna remind people when you do to fucking do it because you might be killing someone else. Because I said my brother fucking got it. Yeah. And like he got paid fifty fucking quid sick pay. He got 50 quid and he had to take two weeks off work. And he's got a family to support. Yeah. And people still want, like, full rent paid and shit. It's ridiculous. Oh, God. I earned it's why, like, COVID, it's not done any positives. And I, and I really don't like the idea of, oh, yeah, but it's taught us to, like, now appreciate the little things. Like, you can appreciate the little things while also whilst also not living through a pandemic that's ravaging the globe and killing people. Please yep. stop romanticizing something that's actively making people's lives worse. Uh, uh, God, uh, yeah, anything from your end? Uh, yep, go on here. When you were freelance, did you usually pick the topic for an article or were, uh, that you were given? Uh, or did you, oh, wait. When you were freelance, did you usually pick the topic for an article or were you given the topics to research and write? It was both. Uh, I mm. um, cold, sent cold submissions to a lot of websites. I had um, standing arrangements with other websites where they knew my style, they knew the consistency of my work and they knew they could i could be trusted to provide articles of a specific quality 
um, and in a timely fashion. So I had deals with those basically to write what I wanted within reason or within um, a set amount of parameters. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, just, sure. that's what you have to do when you freelance. Like freelance yeah. means um, you have to fucking work for your money. And I did. Yes. And I wrote a broad range of subjects. And I think at the last count, um, the total amount of articles I'd written in numbers in the thousands. Um, in grand totality. Like, even if you just count like published articles for the bigger websites that I got that helped me like establish myself online, mm-hmm. there are easily um, 2,000 or so. Cause there's 700 Fact Fiend articles, there's 600 Today I Found Out articles, there's 300 on top tens, there's like another 300 on Listverse, mm, it's like yeah. 50 so on Cracked. It's fucking, yeah. There's like no. so, so many. <laughs> well, that's how you like you know get the experience it is yeah and i don't think most people have written a quite so many articles but i know a lot of the time it is a mixture of like just what i've heard through either you or other people i know or looking for for writing jobs myself when i was younger um and it was like sometimes it's look we need like a, a news writer who can get sent a press kit and whack out an article straight away which is what i used to um, do yeah as well yeah, and sometimes it's a case of, oh, look, you can email us and you can pitch an article idea for something creative. Uh, so, yeah. But either way, they, they don't pay well enough uh, for any of those to pay the bills with one. Because I think no, it's, no. Like, it's, no, it's like the Carrie Bradshaw problem. It's probably something else now, but it's like uh, like Sex in the City. Carrie Bradshaw wrote one article in one newspaper per week and afforded a downtown luxury penthouse on that. It's like, you're not fucking doing that. As a no. writer, unless you like, even Agatha Christie, one of the most famous celebrated authors of all time, had to write a book every year to pay the rent. God, she wrote a book. Like she only wrote one book per year, but she still wrote a fucking book every year. And that's the well, only yeah, she and a, a, obviously, um, a book is a lot more fruitful than writing articles. Cause oh, you... It can be, yeah. Well, yeah, if you're successful at, um, you know, writing books and being a, a published author, it's probably more lucrative than having a weekly column in a newspaper yeah but it's, it's that thing of like nobody is supporting nobody's writing for a living is supporting themselves off one gig and mm. if they are then they're probably not happy about it because it's not a good idea to put all your eggs in one basket as it were it's a it's, it's rough yeah and it's that weird thing of especially physical uh written media is obviously being read less and less, like newspapers are being bought less and stuff. But even um, like online articles are often like a lot of written websites are just going down the drain because of things like YouTube. Yeah, and, right, yeah. that's the one. So uh, anyone from your Lucas? We call this last one. Um, yeah, so it's something I'd thing. like to to hear from you. Maybe of just uh, someone says so. You lads seem fairly confident. Any tips to help folks who are in the less confident spectrum? Some say it's about not caring about what others, pe- other people think, but what's the difference between not caring and apathy? Hard to summon up that big dick energy at times. Okay. Uh, it's more get asked a lot, isn't it? Uh, it is, yes. And it's yeah. difficult to tell someone. It's like the equivalent of when someone's upset. It's like, well, don't be. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not confident. It's like, what do I do? Be confident. Like, mm-hmm. uh, And my um, answer is the way I did it. It's like, fake it. Yeah. Um, like, uh, I used to work... I used to do stand-up. I used to do um, improv, improv comedy. And mm-hmm. that always helped. I was never a confident person. I used to have a stutter. 
in fact, but doing that allowed me to pretend to be somebody else, even if that other person, the other person I pretend to be was an, an elevated version of my own personality. Yes, yeah. And something that I would do on nights out and things like that is when I was like, you know, getting the confidence to go like talk to a girl or something, for example. It mm-hmm. would be just treat it like I'm on stage. Right, yeah. And pretend that I'm not doing it for me and like just removing myself from that situation and mm-hmm. like, you know, removing some, like, I guess not feelings, but um, the fear from it. Yeah, and it's kind of weird that um, we probably both have similar ins in that scenario then because. I was extremely shy and unconfident and still, you know, every now and then have moments where I question myself and stuff. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like, it does happen to all of us. But, yeah, I um, I started going to, like, a youth theatre when I was in high school and that helped me a lot. And just generally trying your best even in public to act confident. And I think when I went to university, I was very much like, oh, cool, like, I'm starting fresh with mm-hmm. brand new set of people. Like no one in this different city knows who I am. Um, so if I am acting differently, they're never going to know. Whereas like if I started acting differently around a group of friends that I've had for seven years, you know, you start getting a bit afraid. Like, are they going to call you out on bullshit and stuff? But I just kind of tried my best and expended a lot of energy at first to do so, to just, be confident um and just try to to amp myself up and i still started realizing like all these things that i was scared about no one gives a fuck yeah and it's that thing as well don't try too hard because that more than anything yeah it can either come across as desperate which people don't like or arrogant which people also don't like Mm -hmm. like and the way you're a great example of this where you've got like bright colored hair as people watching the video can tell yeah uh, like you have bright coloured hair, but um, you've never, in all the time I've ever known you, ever made a big deal out of it, ever. No, no, no. Like it's just that's just like you no know, part of your personality, and that yeah. contrasts very starkly to people that I've known who've done stuff like that, and they'll walk like the, uh, like a friend of mine recently dyed his hair, and the yes. first thing he did when we all were like on a Zoom call is, yeah, I've dyed it. It's not a big deal. It's like the fact you've made a big deal out of it shows yeah. that you're not confident. If you just like come on the call and you've got it. Cool. Yeah. It's the same thing with like someone who wears like a pink shirt. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. And they'll say, oh, I'm wearing pink. What of it? It's like, well, no, you've made a big deal out of it. Either that or the one, uh, the opposite way around, like, because I've got dyed hair, mm. I often get people who've just dyed the hair coming up being like, yeah, but what do you think of my hair? What do you think of it? And it's like that pushing on people of like, well, I'm clearly insecure because I'm running up to people and asking them what they yeah. think. And it's like that then... Again, we've talked about it. People always say, like, how do you always suit every hair colour you pick? And it's like, because I don't care. Like, I just... it It's the confidence that sells it. Yeah, it's and close. then when you run around asking people, like, do I suit something? It's like, well, that's making it seem like you're not confident and therefore, no. Yeah, it's like clothes. Of like, oh, I want... To, I've, I've, people say, oh, man, I wish I had the confidence. It's like wear, I don't know, a suit or something like that. So we'll get one and wear it. If you like mm. it, you will feel good inside of it. It's only if, you, if you're self-conscious about it, though, you won't stand. Like, you won't present yourself in a confident way, which then, you know, like alienate people or make them feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Feeds into um, it. And it's really difficult to tell someone this because like, the basic answer is like, you kind of have to just pretend until you're not pretending anymore. And try stuff. Like, because 
I would say that a lot of the time when I, you know, tried dyeing my hair for the first time and I wasn't sure about it, the moment I then saw myself with dyed hair, I went, no, this feels right, this feels good. Like, I enjoy this. And it's like that, in turn, then made me feel a bit more confident about it. And it is just, uh, just you've got to fake it till you make it. And also yeah. at the same time, um, just one of the most like, difficult things, I guess, would be to cut out people who don't like exude positive energy. Yeah, and that's just a general rule of thumb in life of do your absolute best to just cut out negative people. And even if it is a case of like a, a lot of the thing I did is like, I'm not a confrontational person. I don't like confrontation and... I, uh, when people cared about Facebook more and like mm-hmm. we, I was a bit younger and everybody's fucking lives revolved around social media is instead of like removing people off Facebook and doing that whole like thing people do of I'm going to delete people and blah 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 I'm going to be aggressive about it I, all I would do is if I see a negative like person on there I'd just be like unfollow their feed Don't I don't want to ever see them again they never need to know that I've unfollowed them or that I've deleted them or whatever. Just get that out of my vision. Yeah. Because same I thing. don't want the negativity. Like in real life as well. Just um, uh, like say, for example, like you want to try a new look or try like a new teacher and someone makes fun of you for it and it's not in that like jokey friend way. Yeah. And they're doing it like just to hurt you basically. Just make mm-hmm. a mental note not to talk to that person anymore because yeah. you don't need that in your life. And sure, occasionally if it's like, a friend of a friend, you might have to interact with them, but don't go out your way anymore to talk to that person. Yeah, because you don't need it in your life. Because all they're no. doing is dragging you down. Exactly, yeah. And why would you like willingly want to hang out with someone who does that to you? Why would you want to hang out with somebody who makes your you feel worse? Yeah, I, I have, like, over the years, just tried my very best to surround myself with supportive people, and it, it, it helps massively. It does, yeah. And I know that I say this when I exist online, it's like the most negative area in the world. Mm-hmm. And I like, you know, I don't seek it out, but it seeks me out. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. And... The answer to that is um, I am very confident in myself because mm-hmm. I have built up a career and a life for myself. Yeah. And like, I will, like, it's that thing of like, I know in myself that anyone making fun of me, I'm proud of what I've done. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's like good for building confidence. You just find something you're proud of, find something you're good at, or that you think or that you enjoy doing, and just do it. Yeah. And you'll definitely. always have something like, even if it's something as silly as like you know, just I don't know, going to the gym, exercising. Mm-hmm. If you're proud of like you know, not arrogant, but like you know, proud of something that you have or you've built, that really does help. It does, and I would like I get jump off the back of that of don't let something you're like you know not confident about getting in the way because i constantly bring up the fact that i hate my own voice and i for years and years stopped me trying to make video content mm. um audio content in general just because every time i had to edit my own voice i would listen back and go like oh yeah. it really gets to me and it still does to this day but i've just gotten to that point where it's like I, I accept that I dislike my voice, but I'm not going to let it stop me being happy anymore. Yeah. Though, um, it's one of those things for me. Um, like people will notice if they watch any content I do, I constantly play with my hair. Because I yeah. have never, ever in my life, ever had a good hair day. For me. <laughs> I've never once looked in the mirror and gone, my hair looks okay. Yeah, but fair. something I noticed is, is that when I looked at other people, 
mm-hmm. would just like make a mental note to look at other people like their hair looks good their hair looks good and I noticed that 99.99% of people I ever walk past went, their hair looks alright and I realised they probably have the same thing as me where they think something's out of place but I'm not noticing it and I thought yeah put shoe on the other foot any little issues I'm noticing or things that I don't like chances are no one fucking notices yeah probably not but I'll still I do it I get the same thing as well of oh I'll notice like oh my beard's looking a little bit wonky today and I'm getting really like conscious about it on stream and like trying to fix it but I know that nobody's gone on and gone like oh like Luke's beard looks wonky like, what and the, the thing is anyone who would why would you give a shit anyway because those people are just negative and fuck it you don't need that yeah exactly yeah it's great and I think it we is. can end on that just like you know what just cut negative energy out of your life to the best of your abilities and find something that you like doing yes it's the best way to live Thank you.